Good morning and welcome to Inspirational Moments with Vera. I am always so thankful that God gives me a word to speak in his presence. A word that I can share with you now about his glory. Today I'd like to start with a question. What is the first thing that comes to your mind when you wake up most mornings? Is it a desire of your heart? or an unanswered prayer? Perhaps a relationship that isn't fulfilling to you right now. Do your thoughts go to things you've planned out for your day? Or is this the time you take to reflect upon God and your relationship with Him? The time you take to spend quiet moments alone with the Lord? I pray that our busy life does not put precious moments with God on the back seat that we don't allow life to rob us of what is most important as we move about our day. You know, it really can be quite easy without even thinking to become so absorbed with the cares of life. It can become so easy to get sidetracked where we allow things to shift positions in our mind and even in our heart so that present moments become more important than quiet moments with the Lord. The most important thing we can do in life is to get to know the God of life. Sometimes I ask God, what's on your heart? Because I want to know what he's thinking. We can become so absorbed in telling God what is on our heart that we can forget to inquire about what's important to God on a personal level in our own lives. I took the prayer of Moses from the book of Exodus, chapter 33, verse 13, and made it my own hope as Moses prayed to the Lord. Now, therefore, I pray thee, if I have found favor in thy sight, let me know thy ways that I may know thee, so that I may find favor in thy sight. Our deepest longing should be to know the face of God, to know the God we serve more than the blessings we desire. The Bible is replete with inspired words from God to guide us in our thinking and in our actions and in our plans for life. But we must take the time to read it. I did a little research on Christians reading the Bible and found that only 11% of Christians read the Word of God. As I heard a man of God say the other day, your spiritual life depends upon your consumption of the word of God. And I add to that, it also depends upon us spending quality time in the presence of God. Not putting God behind what is important to us in our schedules, but building our schedules around what is important to him. Sometimes we can become so preoccupied with our own hopes and dreams, so occupied in our talk about hopeful things that God has spoken to our hearts, that our thoughts will shift to those things more than we spend the time thanking God for what he has already done and thanking him for the things he is about to do. Thanking God as as we reflect upon the miracles he has performed in our past so that our prayers become more of thanking him than asking. We can become more talkers than listeners. 
In the book of Exodus, remember what God said about his people? Ten times you have put me to the test. And each of those ten times, God delivered his people. But they had forgotten God's delivering power when new challenges arose. We can look at those people of old and say, wow, they had God in their midst. And look at how they acted. But so do we. We can look at them and say, wow, God did this and that for them. And they still grumbled in unbelief. But is our complaining when things are difficult for us any different? You know, it always amazes me to see how close we are to God's heart because their grumbling against the servants of God was seen as grumbling against God himself. Faith allows you and me to truly trust God for what we don't see. It allows us to keep things on the altar rather than to keep taking them back. It allows us to trust God with our future. I like the prayer of the late Dr. Miles Monroe when he prayed to God, whatever you thought of when you created me, that's what I want. Whatever you dream of me, let it come to pass. Please help me to let everything go except you. Reveal to me my gifts and show me the problem I was born to solve. Our destiny was planned out by God before we were ever born. This brings another question to mind. Has God sent you to do a mighty work for him and you may have forgotten to check in with him along the way just like David did in the book of 2 Samuel? Now David is described as a man after God's own heart, but his life experiences show us that sometimes Even in our best intentions, we leave God out. When the ark of God was being moved to the city of David, David, although celebrating before the Lord along with all the house of Israel, had allowed himself to become influenced by the behavior of others while carrying out something he was doing before the eyes of the Lord. His motive for honoring God was right but his actions were influenced by a good thought that did not originate from a God thought. For the Bible says that David had adopted a Philistine expediency in moving the ark that we see in hindsight was totally out of the will of God. And it cost David something to move ahead without first checking in with God. And God corrected David. It's not worth it to allow the things we are doing to become more important than the one we are doing it for. Our obedience is more important to God than the best things we can do for him. And our obedience keeps things in alignment with God's intended purpose. As the late Dr. Miles Monroe also commented, When the means become more important than the end result, the means have become an idol. So we mustn't allow even the songs we sing to become more important than the one we are singing to. Giving God the glory 
keeping things aligned with God's intended purpose. In the best that we can do for God, obeying is better than the sacrifice. It wasn't so long ago that God showed me something in my own life that was out of alignment, and it tore my heart. When you love God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might, we can still get it wrong sometimes, and we can still get things out of order. So it is important that we take the time to be still and listen to God speak to our heart. After hearing what God had to say to me that morning in prayer, he made a simple request of me that I would not heard him say to me before, and that was to get up and dance. So that morning, I danced before the Lord, praising his name. And you know what happened? Joy overtook my heart, and the heaviness I felt had to leave. Thinking back on this moment, I can see now that God saw that my heart needed healings. And he saw that it needed some joy in the midst of my sorrow. And so I danced before the Lord, and I sang songs to him. Even with limited mobility, I believe dancing in our spirit can take away the heaviness of heart because both of them cannot occupy the same seat. It wasn't that morning when God moved for me in a tangible way, so my question for us is, if God doesn't move the mountain, will we praise him anyway? I know it's hard to lay things on the altar and just walk away, No more entertaining weighing thoughts that press down upon us. No more distrust about things God is allowing us to go through. As I was reminded the other day by my closest friend, Father Abraham had a son, and a son was something that Abraham had craved for years. And now he was being told to lay his son on the altar. Might he have thought perhaps even for a moment, to let go of my joy that I've waited on for all these years? His heart must have been ripped inside, but Abraham went on, and God found Abraham's heart was devoted to him above his own child, above his own heart. We may not be asked to do what Father Abraham was asked, but the point is, what is God asking you to trust him with? Our response will tell us where we are in him. Better yet, it will show us. God sees what's in our heart, just like he saw in the heart of David that day and in the heart of Father Abraham. With both of them, God was also showing them what was in their own heart. The spirit of repentance for David and the spirit of obedience for Father Abraham. That day with the ark, it wasn't an absence of David's love or an absence of his outward devotion to God. God had that with David, but God had to show David, just like he shows us, his will and his glory must always come first. Whatever we do out of our gifting, our talents, and the anointing upon our lives, The emphasis is not to be placed on what we do, but on the God we're doing it for. Murmuring 
and grumbling reveal unbelief for our future and our current circumstance. But trust allows you and me to thank God for what we don't yet see. During times of testing and times when God doesn't answer the way we thought he would, or at the time we thought he should, God is saying to us, I'm going to show you what's living in your heart. Sometimes I think we miss it here. God is the God of second chances, and with David, he got it right the second time around. When God speaks, or when the sensitivity to the Holy Spirit makes something known to us, nudging our spirit, we are to obey at that moment. Because delayed obedience, as I heard a pastor say, is not obedience, and we can miss out. For our lifetime, I think the book of Micah chapter 6 verse 8 is one scripture among the scriptures in the Bible that says it best. He has told you, O man, what is good. And what does the Lord require of you but to do justice, to love kindness, and to walk humbly with your God? Humility has to do with accepting God's way, which is the best way in all circumstances of life. I want to close with this simple prayer, so you pray with me. Father God, this morning I thank you for revealing to me and revealing to others that we can love you, adore you, and still have something out of order in our devotion to you, just like David did. But you are the God of second chances, and we are ever so thankful that you give us another chance to get it right. We are thankful, Lord, for your leading and guiding us into all truth so that we can live a life that is pleasing in your sight. Help us, Lord, to put you first in all things. Help us to trust you in the good plans that you have for our lives. We thank you for helping us to walk before you in faith, in trust, in humility, and in our belief. And we thank you, Lord, for guiding our walk and giving you the glory in all that we do. In Yahshua's name we pray. Amen.